0: And welcome back to Witch Fix. I'm Sarah and today I'm going to be talking about Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman, which is the book that inspired the amazing film with Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kippen. Now apparently, I only found this out because I googled the film to find out the name of the author who wrote the book because that had completely escaped my brain. The film Practical Magic is considered to be a flop. And I found that quite weird because obviously Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, quite big ticket actresses. If you stick them in a chick flick, people are going to go and see it. But um, apparently it was considered to be commercially a bit of a flop. And one of the uh, explanations given for this was by the guy who was responsible for the, the creation of the movie said that a curse had been put on it by a actual witch. Um, quote marks actual witch who they hired to be a sort of consultant so much like they had a wicker consultant on the craft they got uh, an actual witch who was recommended to him by a friend to be a consultant on the practical magic film this woman then turned around and said that she not only wanted the fee that she was being paid to be doubled but also wanted to receive royalties uh, in perpetuity from the film and when she was denied she phoned up to have a go at Warner Brothers and then phoned them again to tell them that she'd put a curse on them and the movie. I don't know if that's true or not but it's definitely an entertaining story. Obviously um, quite a lot of people have seen the film. It's one of my top witchy films that I go to. I really like it. It's cheesy a bit, and kind of a little bit like I would say hocus pocus but by way of a romantic comedy um, but it's definitely lovely and I love all the sort of New England visuals that go along with it and the performances by not only Stockard Channing and Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman are just all great and absolutely warms the cockles of my heart to see it. I was absolutely devastated when my VHS tape copy just got eaten by uh, the video player and I still haven't actually repurchased it on DVD because every time I'm about to it just comes up on Netflix or they air it on Channel 5 because it's Halloween and I just watch it there and then think oh yeah I should buy this on DVD and then I never ever do it just it shows up when I need it just like Nanny McPhee. Please be aware that I've given a trigger warning for the book because it does also involve abuse and domestic violence as well. Anywho I bought the book because I remembered when I was uh, in my undergraduate class, there was a girl there who was reading it. And I was surprised to discover that Practical Magic had been a book before it was a film. I know I'm a bad fan, but I I legitimately hadn't known that. And obviously because recently another book in that same series with the same characters has just been published called The Rules of Magic. So I was keen to read Practical Magic before diving into the new one. Now, before you go diving into that book like I did, because you're a massive fan of the film, I should mention that there is quite a difference between the book and the movie. For instance, the story of Maria and her curse, which leads to the Owens women losing the men that they love because of her being betrayed by her lover and kind of projecting that out of the curse, That is not in the book. That's purely made up for the film. The Death Watch Beetle is an omen of Sally's husband's death, but it is not a recurring part of a curse or anything like that. The aunts also aren't the lovely, fun-loving characters that they are in the film. I was actually quite surprised, and that was probably the thing that turned me off the book the most, because they're not very loving at all. They're kind of disinterested. It's mentioned in the book you know, they didn't really want the girls to come and live with them they didn't really want to be saddled with children and instead of it them being kind of indulgent and letting children set their own boundaries like in the film when they tell them you know that they can have chocolate cake for breakfast and they don't have to brush their teeth that comes across as just them not being bothered or not knowing how to parent and not really caring enough to find out also, unlike in the film, a lot of the story, I would say like 80% of it takes place not in the aunt's house and the aunts aren't actually present for it. The um, bulk of the story takes place in Sally's house, which she moves into away from the aunts after her husband's death and she's kind of estranged from the aunts and so is her sister Gillian as well. They, they don't really talk to them and the aunts only show up at the end. The daughters, uh, Sally's daughters, are also a lot older than they are in the film they are 16 and 13 for most of the story obviously they are younger in other bits of it but they are definitely older than they are shown to be in the film there's also no attempts to bring jimmy back from the dead basically what happens is he dies due to a build-up of herbal toxins in his blood uh caused by Julian kind of doping him with them and uh, she shows up with his body and they bury it in the garden and then from that body his spirit does kind of rise and is seen but they make no attempt to bring him back and he isn't nearly as demonic and active presence as he appears in the film. Sally and Gillian are basically the same characters but they're not as close or as on good terms as they become later on in the film and they don't actually have like active powers like they're shown to have Uh, In the film, you know, when Sally is stirring her cup and it keeps stirring itself and she can light fire by blowing on candle wicks, that doesn't happen. So there were a lot of differences and perhaps more differences than I was expecting. Obviously, I knew going into it that it wouldn't be actually word for word. I was expecting some Hollywood style shenanigans to have taken place between the book and the film being made but not as many as there actually were. And I was a little bit disappointed because the overall atmosphere of the book is not as cosy. And there's also quite a lot of other things in it which aren't as interesting as all the magic stuff. Basically, the trials and tribulations of sally's teenage daughters and various things like that the book is also quite slow Um, there's an initial quite interesting section at the beginning which sort of goes over the house and the owen sisters and how they're known in the town and that was familiar to me from the book uh, from the film i think they basically lifted parts of that word for word and then the middle part is really kind of a slog um, until you get to the actual ending where the policeman shows up who's looking for Jimmy, uh, just like in the film, obviously, uh, shows up to look for Jimmy. And that happens in like the last section of the book. So the whole midsection between those parts is actually pretty flabby and badly defined. It doesn't help that the book only has about five chapters. So it definitely does feel like you were in it for the long haul. Shorter chapters tend to make it easier for you to break up the reading and it makes it feel like it's going lot faster than it is which is a basic trick that they teach you in like undergraduate writing so having the four four or five really long chapters was didn't really do this book any favors it's also not actually very magical at all if you have seen the film and you think about the kind of magic that you see in that there is quite a lot of magical stuff, they make the potions and things, they cast spells and there are magical occurrences and sort of little bits and pieces here and there. This doesn't really have that because Sally's obviously kind of turned her back on the aunts, and the aunts don't feature, so there's no one really performing any magic of any kind whatsoever. There's some supernatural occurrences involving Jimmy's burial and at the start there are descriptions of the women who come to the aunts for their um, help in romantic magic Uh, and that is pretty much on with the film, that bit where the lady stabs that dove with a hat pin and it's pretty horrifying. But that's taken even further in the book to the point where this woman has a man pursuing her because she's cast a spell on him with the aunts and he follows her everywhere he doesn't even let her go to the bathroom by herself and she's actually like stopped talking she just doesn't speak she's basically mute it's definitely very much darker that aspect than was portrayed in the film but that is basically some of the only magic in the book there are also some quite annoyingly literal metaphors which i think i've bookmarked some if i can just find them quickly so on page 122 says um he's so overheated that the cuffs of his shirts are singed which i mean that's not happening is it it's it's metaphorical so really it should be things like uh, he's so overheated she's surprised that the cuffs of his shirts aren't singed but saying that they are actually singed is just odd and it kind of wrong-footed me when the author kept doing that So basically I would say of this 279 page book the first and last 50 pages are where the plot is the midsection you could probably skip to be honest and you wouldn't be missing a huge amount which was quite disappointing I was really looking forward to reading this book but I found myself really really struggling to get through it. I think maybe if I hadn't seen the film before reading the book I would have maybe given it more of a chance i think that's always the way when you've seen a film or tv show of something before you've read the book is that you've had it all so much quicker that the book seems like it's quite drawn out and lengthy when in actuality it's just because you've had it condensed down into like an hour and a half format having said that i wasn't wild about the way that it was written is always kind of a sticking point because even if the plot is quite good and i enjoyed the plot of this because it's broadly quite similar to the plot of the film even if you like the plot and if you don't like the way it's written you're going to struggle to keep interested and keep engaged with the text I do recommend it especially if you haven't seen the film definitely read the book first because the film will still surprise you because it's obviously quite different in a lot of ways although as I said the overarching plot is basically the same Uh, If you have already seen the film and were thinking about giving the book a go, I wouldn't say don't give it a go, but definitely go into it with lower expectations than what I had. And I will still probably be picking up the rules of magic because my understanding of that is that it is set uh, where the aunts are children or younger. And that is a story that I haven't seen yet and will hopefully be able to give it more of a go having not seen it turn into a film. Although if they did turn it into a film, that would probably be pretty good. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and as usual you can get in touch on twitter at Witchfix, and you can get in touch via email which is witchfixpodcast at gmail.com remember you can also donate to my patreon so that i can keep buying new books and dvds and other things that i can review for you and there's a link to that in the description you can also catch up with the podcast on youtube we have a youtube channel now and i might do a couple of actual videos involving reviews if there's enough interest in that just maybe reviews of some of the hauls that i get from supernatural shops etc in the meantime i will see you in the next episode bye